Section 4 of In Time of Emergency, A Citizen's Handbook on Nuclear Attack, Natural Disasters, by the United States Office of Civil Defense. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 5. Improvising Fallout Protection. Summary. Before an Emergency. 1. If there is no public fallout shelter near your home, and you have decided not to prepare a permanent or pre-planned shelter in your basement or yard, make sure that you have on hand now the materials and tools needed to improvise an emergency shelter at home. These would include shielding material for an inside shelter, and lumber and a shovel for an outside shelter. During an Emergency 1. If you have no better shelter to go to, improvise an emergency shelter at home. 2. Usually the best place for an improvised shelter would be in your basement or storm cellar. 3. If you don't have a basement or storm cellar, you might be able to improvise a shelter in the crawl space under your house, outside in your yard, or, as a last resort, on the ground floor of your house. In some places, a boat would provide some fallout protection. Improvising Fallout Protection If an enemy attack should occur when you are at home, and you have made no advanced shelter preparations, you still might be able to improvise a shelter either inside or outside your house. In a time of emergency, the radio broadcasts may tell you whether you have time to improvise a shelter or should take cover immediately. An improvised shelter probably would not give you as much protection as a permanent or a pre-planned family shelter, but any protection is better than none and might save your life. The best place to improvise a shelter would be in the basement or storm cellar if your home has one. Shielding Material Needed To improvise a shelter, you would need shielding materials such as those mentioned on page 25, concrete blocks, bricks, sand, etc. Other things could also be used as shielding material, or to support shielding material, such as house doors that have been taken off their hinges, especially heavy outside doors, dressers and chests, fill the drawers with sand or earth after they are placed in position so they won't be too heavy to carry and won't collapse while being carried, trunks, boxes, and cartons, fill them with sand or earth after they are placed in position, tables and bookcases, large appliances, such as washers and dryers, books, magazines, and stacks of firewood or lumber, flagstones from outside walks and patios. Improvising a Basement Shelter Here are two ways of improvising fallout protection in the basement of a home. Set up a large, sturdy table or workbench in the corner of your basement that is most below ground level. On the table, pile as much shielding material as it will hold without collapsing. Around the table, place as much shielding material as possible. When family members are inside the shelter, that is, under the table, block the opening with other shielding material. If you don't have a large table or workbench available, or if more shelter space is needed, place furniture or large appliances in the corner of the basement so that they will serve as the walls of your shelter. As a ceiling for it, use the doors from the house that have been taken off their hinges. On top of the doors, pile as much shielding material as they will support. Stack other shielding material around the walls of your shelter. When all persons are inside the shelter space, 
Block the opening with shielding material. Using a storm cellar for fallout protection. A below-ground storm cellar can be used as an improvised fallout shelter, but additional shielding material may be needed to provide adequate protection from fallout radiation. If the existing roof of the storm cellar is made of wood or other light material, it should be covered with one foot of earth or an equivalent thickness of other shielding material, see page 25, for overhead shielding from fallout. More posts or braces may be needed to support the extra weight. After the roof has been shielded, better protection can be provided by blocking the entranceway with 8-inch concrete blocks or an equivalent thickness of sandbags, bricks, earth, or other shielding material, after all occupants are inside the shelter. A few inches should be left open at the top for air. After particles have stopped falling, the outside door may be left open to provide better ventilation. If shielding material is not available for the entranceway, shelter occupants should stay as far away from it as possible. They also should raise the outside door of the storm cellar now and then to knock off any fallout particles that may have collected on it. Using the crawl space under your house. Some homes without basements have crawl space between the first floor and the ground beneath the house. If you have this space under your house, and if the house is set on foundation walls rather than on pillars, you can improvise fallout protection for your family there. First, get access to the crawl space through the floor or through the outside foundation wall. A trap door or other entry could be made now before an emergency occurs. As the location of your shelter, select a crawl space area that is under the center of the house, as far away from the outside foundation walls as possible. Around the selected shelter area, place shielding material, preferably bricks or blocks, or containers filled with sand or earth, from the ground level up to the first floor of the house, so that the shielding material forms the walls of your shelter area. On the floor above, place other shielding material to form a roof for the shelter area. If time permits, dig out more earth and make the shelter area deeper so you can stand erect or at least sit up in it. Improvising an outside shelter. If your home has no basement, no storm cellar, and no protected crawl space, here are two ways of improvising fallout protection in your yard. Dig an L-shaped trench about four feet deep and three feet wide. One side of the L, which will be the shelter area, should be long enough to accommodate all family members. The other side of the L can be shorter, since its purpose is to serve as an entranceway and to reduce the amount of radiation getting into the shelter area. Cover the entire trench with lumber or with house doors that have been taken off their hinges, except for about two feet on the short side of the L, to provide access and ventilation. On top of the lumber or doors, pile earth one to two feet high, or cover them with other shielding material. If necessary, support or shore up the walls of the trench, as well as the lumber or doors, so they will not collapse. Dig a shallow ditch six inches deep and six inches wide, parallel to and four feet from the outside wall of your house. Remove the heaviest doors from the house. Place the bottoms of the doors in the ditch, so they won't slip, and lean the doors against the wall of the house. 
On the doors pile 12 to 18 inches of earth or sand. Stack or pile other shielding material at the sides of the doors, and also on the other side of the house wall, to protect you against radiation coming from that direction. If possible, make the shelter area deeper by digging out more earth inside it. Also, dig some other shallow ditches to allow rainwater to drain away. An Improvised Shelter on the Ground Floor If your home has no basement or storm cellar, and no crawl space that is surrounded by foundation walls up to the first floor, you can get some limited fallout protection by improvising a fallout shelter on the first or ground floor of your house. However, this type of shelter probably would not give you nearly as much protection as the other types of improvised shelters described in this chapter. Use an inner hall, inner room, or large clothes closet on the ground floor, away from outside walls and windows. With doors, furniture, and appliances, plus stacks of other shielding material, you can create an enclosure large enough to live in for a short time. If possible, use boxes filled with sand or earth as shielding material, and fill drawers and trunks with sand or earth. If there is not room for the shielding material in the limited space of a closet or small room, you can place the material on the other sides of the walls or on the floor overhead. Boats as Improvised Shelters If no better fallout protection is available, a boat with an enclosed cabin could be used. However, in addition to emergency supplies such as food, drinking water, and a battery-powered radio, you should have aboard the items you would need, a broom, bucket, or pump and hose, to sweep off or flush off any fallout particles that might collect on the boat. The boat should be anchored or cruised slowly at least 200 feet offshore, where the water is at least 5 feet deep. This distance from shore would protect you from radioactive fallout particles that had fallen on nearby land. A five-foot depth would absorb the radiation from particles falling into the water and settling at the bottom. If particles drift down on the boat, stay inside the cabin most of the time. Go outside now and then, and sweep or flush off any particles that have collected on the boat. Chapter 6 Supplies for Fallout Shelters Summary Before an Emergency 1. If you intend to go to a public fallout shelter in a time of attack, find out now whether it has emergency supplies in it. If it has emergency supplies, always keep on hand at home, or in your car, those few additional supplies you would need to take with you. If it does not have emergency supplies, Always keep on hand at home all the supplies you would need to take with you. 2. If you intend to use a family fallout shelter at home, always keep on hand, in and around your home, all the supplies and equipment you would need for a shelter stay of two weeks. During an emergency. 1. If you are going to a public fallout shelter, take with you all the supplies you will need. 2. If you are going to your home fallout shelter, Gather up the supplies and equipment you want to take to the shelter area with you. Supplies for Fallout Shelters People gathered in public and private fallout shelters to escape fallout radiation after a nuclear attack would have to stay there, at least part of the time, for a week or two. During this time, they would need certain supplies and equipment in order to stay alive and well, and to cope with emergency situations that might occur in their shelters.
This chapter tells you what supplies and equipment to take with you if you go to a public fallout shelter, and what items you should keep on hand if you plan to use a family fallout shelter at home. What to take to a public fallout shelter. To augment the supply of food and liquids usually found in large buildings, most public fallout shelters are stocked, and others are being stocked, with emergency supplies. These include water containers, emergency food rations, sanitation items, basic medical supplies, and instruments to measure the radiation given off by fallout particles. If the public shelter you will use in a time of attack contains these or other emergency supplies, you should plan to take with you only these additional items. Special medicines or foods required by members of your family, such as insulin, heart tablets, dietetic food, or baby food. A blanket for each family member. A battery-powered radio, a flashlight, and extra batteries. If the public shelter you are going to does not contain emergency supplies, you should take with you all the above items, plus as much potable liquids, water, fruit and vegetable juices, etc., and ready-to-eat food as you can carry to the shelter. Stocks for a home shelter. If you intend to use a home fallout shelter, you should gather together now all the things you and your family would need for two weeks, even though you probably wouldn't have to remain inside shelter for that entire period. All these items need not be stocked in your home shelter area. They can be stored elsewhere in and around your house, as long as you could find them easily and move them to your shelter area quickly in a time of emergency. The Absolute Necessities There are a few things you must have. They are water, food, sanitation supplies, and any special medicines or foods needed by family members, such as insulin, heart tablets, dietetic food, and baby food. The Complete List In addition to the absolute necessities, there are other important items. Some of them may be needed to save lives. At the least, they will be helpful to you. Here is a list of all major items, both essential and desirable. Water. This is even more important than food. Enough water should be available to give each person at least one quart per day for 14 days. Store it in plastic containers or in bottles or cans. All should have tight stoppers. Part of your water supply might be trapped water in the pipes of your home plumbing system, and part of it might be in the form of bottled or canned beverages, fruit or vegetable juices, or milk. A water purifying agent, either water purifying tablets or 2% tincture of iodine or a liquid chlorine household bleach, should also be stored in case you need to purify any cloudy or suspicious water that may contain bacteria. Food. Enough food should be kept on hand to feed all shelter occupants for 14 days, including special foods needed by infants, elderly persons, and those on limited diets. Most people in shelter can get along on about half as much food as usual. If possible, store canned or sealed packaged foods, preferably those not requiring refrigeration or cooking. These should be replaced periodically. Here is a table showing the suggested replacement periods in months for some of the types of food suitable to store for emergency use. Milk. Evaporated, 6 months. Non-fat dry or whole dry milk in metal container, 6 months. 
Canned meat, poultry, fish. Meat, poultry, 18 months. Fish, 12 months. Mixtures of meats, vegetables, cereal products, 18 months. Condensed meat and vegetable soups, 8 months. Fruits and vegetables. Berries and sour cherries canned, 6 months. Citrus fruit juices canned, 6 months. Other fruits and fruit juices canned, 18 months. Dried fruit in metal container, 6 months. Tomatoes, sauerkraut canned, 6 months. Other vegetables canned, including dry beans and dry peas, 18 months. Cereals and baked goods. Ready-to-eat cereals. In metal container, 12 months. In original paper package, 1 month. Uncooked cereal, quick cooking or instant. In metal container, 24 months. In original paper package, 12 months. Hydrogenated or antioxidant treated fats, vegetable oil, 12 months. Sugars, sweets, nuts. Sugar. Will keep indefinitely. Hard candy, gum, 18 months. Nuts, canned, 12 months. Instant puddings, 12 months. Miscellaneous. Coffee, tea, cocoa, instant, 18 months. Dry cream product, instant, 12 months. Bouillon products, 12 months. Flavored beverage powders, 24 months. Salt, will keep indefinitely. Flavoring extracts, for example, pepper, 24 months. Soda, baking powder, 12 months. Sanitation supplies. Since you may not be able to use your regular bathroom during a period of emergency, you should keep on hand these sanitation supplies. A metal container with a tight-fitting lid to use as an emergency toilet, one or two large garbage cans with covers for human wastes and garbage, plastic bags to line the toilet container, disinfectant, toilet paper, soap, washcloths and towels, a pail or basin, and sanitary napkins. Medicines and first aid supplies. This should include any medicines being regularly taken or likely to be needed by family members. First aid supplies should include all those found in a good first aid kit, bandages, antiseptics, etc., plus all the items normally kept in a well-stocked home medicine chest, aspirin, thermometer, baking soda, petroleum jelly, etc. A good first aid handbook is also recommended. Infant Supplies Families with babies should keep on hand a two-week stock of infant supplies, such as canned milk or baby formula, disposable diapers, bottles and nipples, rubber sheeting, blankets and baby clothing. Because water for washing might be limited, baby clothing and bedding should be stored in larger than normal quantities. Cooking and Eating Utensils Emergency supplies should include pots, pans, knives, forks, spoons, plates, cups, napkins, paper towels, measuring cup, bottle opener, can opener, and pocket knife. If possible, disposable items should be stored. A heat source also might be helpful, such as an electric hot plate, for use if power is available, or a camp stove or canned heat stove, in case power is shut off. However, if a stove is used indoors, adequate ventilation is needed. Clothing. Several changes of clean clothing, especially undergarments and socks or stockings, should be ready for shelter use in case water for washing should be scarce.
Bedding. Blankets are the most important items of bedding that would be needed in a shelter, but occupants probably would be more comfortable if they also had available pillows, sheets, and air mattresses or sleeping bags. Firefighting Equipment. Simple firefighting tools and knowledge of how to use them may be very useful. A hand-pumped fire extinguisher of the inexpensive five-gallon water type is preferred. Carbon tetrachloride and other vaporizing liquid type extinguishers are not recommended for use in small enclosed spaces because of the danger of fumes. Other useful fire equipment for home use includes buckets filled with sand, a ladder, and a garden hose. General Equipment and Tools The essential items in this category are a battery-powered radio and a flashlight or lantern with spare batteries. A radio might be your only link with the outside world, and you might have to depend on it for all your information and instructions, especially for advice on when to leave shelter. Other useful items. A shovel, broom, axe, crowbar, kerosene lantern, short rubber hose for siphoning, coil of half-inch rope at least twenty-five feet long, coil of wire, hammer, pliers, screwdriver, wrench, nails and screws. Miscellaneous Items In addition to such practical items as matches, candles, and civil defense instructions, some personal convenience items could be brought into the home shelter if space permits. These might include books and magazines, writing materials, a clock and calendar, playing cards and hobby materials, a sewing kit, and toiletries such as toothbrushes, cosmetics, and shaving supplies. End of section 4